welcome to episode one of the North Boys podcast, where we are here to talk about music. That's <laughs> it for now, isn't it? We're just here to talk about music, aren't we, guys? Uh, That's right. So, my name is Thomas Lawrence. Uh, and I'm Luke. Gabe. Wait, wait, chat again. Again, we could have discussed this beforehand. In, like, let's go. Thomas will start, and then it'll go Tom, Gabe, Josh, and then me. Maybe we gotta like harmonize. Like, I gotta go. My name is Thomas. My name is Gabe. My name's Josh Marple. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Josh. Okay, so, so there's four of us. There's Josh, Luke, Gabe, and I'm Thomas Lawrence, and here we are. We're here to talk about. Uh, discuss the first album we're going over here, which is Harvest by Neil Diamond. Just kidding. Neil Young. <laughs> um, I thought it was by Neil Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> it was selected by, <laughs> selected by uh, Gabe. So, uh, all right, Gabe, you know the rules. Yeah. There's a little history about this album, man. So yeah. Tell us what, we're, what, what are we diving into here today. Yeah, okay. So... Welcome, everyone. By the way, my name is Gabe. Um, we're going to be doing Harvest by Neil Young, a good old Canadian boy. Um, album was recorded in 1972, uh, February. Uh, featured, uh, it was recorded actually in London, Nashville, and California, bits of California, under the <laughs> label Reprise. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, album was super successful atop most of the charts including canada the uk and the u.s um features the london symphony orchestra as well as other notable guests such as david crosby graham nash linda ronstad stephen stills and james taylor a uh, little bit of a personal background on neil young obviously he's canadian born in toronto a toronto boy toronto toronto boy <laughs> where are you bud <laughs> yeah. young ended up moving to winnipeg uh where he started playing shows i uh, eventually met a young lady by the name of Joni mitchell who's also pretty uh oh. pretty oh yeah okay wait yeah. wait a minute though it's but good stuff but he ends up getting with another woman here and this uh, and that's well, part ends, of what this album he ends up getting with a bunch of women buddy Neil, yeah. bitch <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And, How can you uh, do that? How could you do that to Joni Mitchell? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he ends up moving to California and he's lived there pretty much his whole life. Plays in a bunch of different groups such as Buffalo Springfield, uh, Going Solo, Crazy Horse, as well as Crosby, Still, Nash Young Group. Um, over the span of the years, he's obviously has had a pretty successful career winning several Grammys and whatnot. Juno's as well. Um, yeah, basically directed a few movies. Uh, he's still Canadian citizen, but he recently just took on dual citizenship. Uh, grew up idolizing Elvis Presley. And uh, Ooh, basically, kid. yeah, that's where we're at now. Um, okay. Let's start her off here. So, so Gabe, real, so real quick. Where does this album fit in his discography? Is this like his first one? I am his totally fourth, oblivious. His fourth album. His fourth album? Okay. Yeah. Was this kind of like his mega hit album? Or like, did he did he have some success before this one? His first big success, as far as I know, um, is After the Gold Rush. That's his third album. Mm, okay. Because I know that like, there were a couple songs I definitely recognized on this album that I had heard on the radio a million times. One of them was, of course, I keep on searching for a heart of gold. You know, which is like just the anthem of every... That doesn't do him justice at all. (laughs) 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 Well, anyways, that was like... I don't know, I felt... Okay, I thought, Josh, we were reviewing, I thought we were reviewing the album, not <laughs> that was the album. I actually just played a little clip of it there. Um, y'all thought it was me singing. That was <laughs> oh, a quick bit that. about Tony Mitchell there. I, I, I'm pretty sure uh, she wrote both sides now because of her relationship with Neil Young. There, really? <laughs> oh, no, I'm just making that up. 
How long were they together? How long were they together? Were they together? Was it just a midnight flight? I think they were just friends. I don't know. I never got that deep into the. Uh, if you, if the you're listening, if you know how, how deep they got in their relationship, uh, send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, should we just move forward into uh, the first track here, boys? Okay, sure. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, uh, <clears throat> out on the weekend. Well, is it about? What's that? Josh, <laughs> did you listen to it? Is it about Joni Mitchell? <laughs> I thought you said I thought you said we we're like first track out of the weekend I all I hear is Josh say, What is it about? <laughs> Does Joni Mitchell have blonde hair? That's all. <laughs> no, I, does she? I thought she was a brunette. I Let's think she up. changes it, but I think it's gray now, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Joni Mitchell's old. <laughs> yeah, she's getting up there, eh? <laughs> we'll probably have to do one of her albums at oh some my point. God. Have you ever Tip seen... of the hat to the. You guys seen Riverdale? The TV show? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Okay, no, like there's the Blossom family, the old grandma that has like one eye missing and she looks like super evil. That's what Joni Mitchell looks like now. Oh my gosh. Well, that's Neil that's Young. Life. Neil Young probably um, probably did that to her. Well, I mean, he probably wouldn't get with her now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Have you seen him lately? He's not looking too uh, unlike an old uh, old friend mine. So. Yeah, but he's <laughs> he's got a heart of gold though. So yeah, you <laughs> though, Josh. Back into it out on the weekend. Okay, sorry. So out on the weekend, yeah. Um, it was good. What did you guys? Okay, yeah. Well, you know what? What about this? What were some of you guys' favorite tracks from the album? What were some of the ones that stood out to you? You know what I mean? Oh, just right not to, before we jump into the to go. Through. Yeah, maybe just before we jump in, like, yeah, because I don't yeah. know, like, what do you guys think? Like, Gabe, what were some of your, what were some of the ones that stood out to you? Like, as you listened through, some of the ones that like kind of caught your ear. Um. Well, obviously, obviously the classics, right, are the best. But I mean, um, one of the tracks that I actually didn't really listen to a whole lot before listening through the album a bunch of times was a man needs a maid and I actually ended up every single time to listen to that song. I started to enjoy it more and more. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Like, obviously the, like in the record, the track, like the, the orchestra in the background is super powerful and it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, but like lyrics are so good. And it just seems like it perfectly kind of embodies or like how, because he was kind of always like, at least from some of the research that I did, he was kind of a little bit of an unbalanced type of person within his relationships a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, Especially with like the second, if you listen back to like the second and third verse in between where he's like, man needs me. He's basically kind of like going back and forth of how he's like, the second verse he's talking about I'll just get a maid that lives in my house and I'll get her a room you know and she'll just be there and then the third verse is kind of like well if you want to know how to love you gotta you gotta be in love and then so yeah it's just kind of it's just like I don't know it's interesting anyone else mm-hmm. have any sort of comments <laughs> oh, I have I have a quick little tidbit to add here. Is the first track on the album not Unknown Legend? Uh not on my album. Bro, did you already see your album? Did you already <laughs> Josh, are you listening? What album did you listen to? I looked up Harvest Did you listen to Moon Harvest Moon? Did you listen to some <laughs> wait guys it says released november 2nd 1992 yeah oh no Josh. Moon, not harvest 
Harvest <laughs> Josh. Harvest Moon's like his eighth album. What? Oh, what? Josh. What? It's just Harvest. Oh, bro. oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how <laughs> gold wasn't on this album? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Josh. <laughs> oh my gosh. God! K wait. Like Gabe. Oh yeah. He posted harvest. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> You're ready to blame it on me, there. You're just You're so, just so ready. Already just like you put harvest moon down. Oh, no. no well, so you know awesome. what, boys? I've got a little bit of a different insight into Harvest Moon, actually. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said, Let me tell you all That's about. why I said it's the first song by Joni Mitchell, because it's, like, about this blonde girl, like, riding her motorcycle and stuff. Anyways, um, yeah. Uh, great album, Harvest. <laughs> <laughs> I have a topic of what Gabe was saying about... Um, about man needs a maid there i really found it cool because yeah he's like he's kind of off kilter and explaining how he um this has really struggled with relationships like you said um but at the same time it's like like he's like he just feels alone but at the same time as on that third verse especially when it's like i fell in love with the actress she was playing a part that i could understand it was like it was like he really like even from a distance started he he needs that connection like he recognizes that within himself and that's what i think with a lot of his music and especially with this album on on a variety of tracks you really get the sense of someone who who can synthesize the human experience um and 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 that that feeling of loneliness even though you're surrounded by people even though you may have had relationships, they just didn't pan out. And so then he gets to this desperate point of like, hell, why don't I just get a maid? You know, like, <laughs> nothing yeah. worked out anyway, you know, like, yeah. have some semblance of the relationship. Like, it's funny when I, that was honestly the track that stuck out the most to me as well. And when I was listening to it just recently, a buddy of mine just got out of a relationship and I was talking to him about it. And the reason he was telling me was because it's like, he just had, he had tons of external stressors happening all at once. He was like going through unemployment. He was like moved to a new place and all these different things. And this girl who seemed like a really nice girl, he just was like, and she, she was just adding to the stress constantly it was like i couldn't get a break i couldn't get a breath of fresh air and so <laughs> he ended up breaking it off with her and um and so when i was listening to the song i just need a maid in my head i was like it's just a desperate cry for a, for a man who's got a lot of shit on his plate and just <laughs> needs you know needs a little bit of quiet when he gets back home i don't know it was i i don't know i was like but i looked into it and the actress Luke, apparently, that's an actual autobiographical reference to this actress named Carrie Snod- Snodgrass. Snodgrass. Oh, I think it's Snodgrass. Snodgrass. Carrie <laughs> yeah. Snodgrass is rolling over in her grave right now. You left you left Joni Mitchell for for a Miss Snodgrass, but anyways, so he goes. Who he ended like up three times. Whoa. Yeah, well, Carrie was one of them. I guess, and supposedly she was the actress. Maids, you know, like <laughs> what's how that? many maids did he have? <laughs> how many maids? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh yeah, good um, tune. Good, good tune. Good tune. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, got with ended up getting with Carrie Snodgrass, and um, and it's funny because that tied in the word, the last song, words was another one that kind of stuck up to me or what is it called words uh words the line between the ages or something what was it called it had like a yeah weird... that would that, that one stood out to me the most actually mm-hmm. and i i got i got a little i found a little piece of uh of a quote from him talking about that song 
And he said, uh, I'll just read it here. It says, words is the first song that reveals a little of my early doubts of being in a long-term relationship with Carrie. It was a new relationship. There were so many people around all the time, talking and talking, sitting in circle smoke, sitting in a circle, smoking cigarettes in my, in my living room. It had never been like that before. I am very quiet and private person. The peace was going away. It was changing too fast. I remember actually jumping out the living room window onto the lawn to get out of there. I couldn't wait long enough to use the door. Words, too many of them, it seemed to me. I was young and not ready for what I'd gotten myself into. I became paranoid and aware of mind games others were trying to play on me. I never even thought of that before. That was how we did Harvest. In love in the beginning and with some doubts at the end. Wow. Mm. He jumped out the window onto his front lawn. Yeah, bro. Everyone was there having a smoke and he just bailed. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine just just having a few darts in the living room and then (laughs) Neil, (laughs) the hell Neil just jumped out the window. (laughs) Yeah, anyways. Fucking Neil. (laughs) So, yeah. But, yeah, no, anyways, that was was an interesting track. Uh, Any other ones? Any other ones? That uh, stood out oh, to us. Oh, what's funny is actually a song that I knew, but I didn't know it was on this album, was The Needle and the Damage Done, like the second last track. Oh, yeah. It's you. Weird. It's like... That one is... Uh, yeah. Like... But, but yeah, it's just kind of... Like, man, that one... What I love sorry, about Neil on. Young's music, too, especially is even in the other tracks we were talking about, is he kind of synthesizes in the chorus you can identify with it, but then in the verses, he has these different perspectives of like life that he's going through. And then you can identify and, and, and you're going into the, like, like, Oh man, it's just like the, the four verses in, in the song, yeah. like, it's just like, I watched the needle take another man, <laughs> you know, like yeah. the damage done. But then at the same time, but every, uh, I've seen the needle and the damage done a little part of it in everyone, but every junkie's like a setting sun. I was like, Oh man, because it's like the light's about to go out. And so your time is running out, but it's, it's also before that it's like, this isn't everybody. Everybody has their thing that they can't quit or, or the thing that's like killing them, you know, and they're carrying it with them all the time. It's like, yeah, that one. Really yeah, it's like I was listening to. That's like the first note I made was like fucking mischievous and clever songwriting. <laughs> like, holy crap. And like, just like, obviously, Neil Young has seen some pretty fucked up shit. <laughs> wow. Like, he was <laughs> he was friends with so many artists. I mean, yeah. Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Um, actually, funny about this song, uh, I was just doing a little bit of research here. Um, the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> well, I didn't listen to the album, boys, so I'm trying to add it. <laughs> you can't knock me. I listened to the wrong album, right? Um, okay. Oh, but, man. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is when you show up to class and you haven't done the proper reading and they're like, oh. Who has Harvest as an album and then Harvest Moon? Like Neil Young. Fucking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, get your shit he together. Probably on, Come on. He's probably on heroin when he came up with the name for these albums. Seriously. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so the, uh, the song's written about uh, one of his, uh, uh, the, the, the band called Crazy Horse, Crazy Horse band member Danny Whitten. Um, because uh, yeah, he he eventually uh, one of his buddies uh, eventually died of an overdose uh, to heroin, but uh, but mm. Neil Young's quoted as saying um, about the song, uh, "I'm not a preacher, but drugs killed a lot of great men." So that I think yeah. it, uh, dang, I mean, kind of like the part at the end, a little bit of part of it in everyone, but every junkie's like a set in sun, like yeah, like I mean, you know, it's it's running out. Um, but also kind of like a setting sun is beautiful. And like, I feel like it's like, you know, someone's like, they, they're like good people, like they're good people, but they just have their, their vices. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. 
one of the other funny things like when i listened to the song was like um it's such a dark well it's not dark but it is dark i guess right like drugs are fucked and especially needles which is obviously clear from the song um but like how the song ends (laughs) with like because it was recorded live like that's a live recording and how it ends with like the audience just like clapping it's just funny it's like i listened to it the second time and i like actually started laughing because i was like wow that is like comic relief at the end it's like actually kind of funny how he like sings this song about drugs killing people they knows and then <laughs> yeah like, everyone claps. like it's, it's a generic reaction <laughs> but it's just kind of it just made me laugh yeah and also yeah. and it, that's kind of isn't that interesting that that's like the one song on the whole album that actually has like a, a applause at the end of it right yeah well, it's Man, probably it because he wrote it in honor of him. And, mm. and most people at the time listening would have known. Yeah. Right? Also, feels mm. way shorter than two minutes. Feels like songs like a minute long. Yeah. I find it crazy well, that James just... Taylor is on vocals in Heart of Gold. Yeah, and I think... Speaking of Heart of Gold, <laughs> how good is that one? Oh, man. I keep on searching for a heart of gold. Also, can I ask you guys a question? Where is yeah. Redwood? Redwood? I've been to Hollywood. I've, I've been, been to Redwood. Redwood. Was he just talking about... Is that somewhere like, in Canada? Or was like, a place... just, like, I actually have no clue. I would assume it's in California, like where the redwoods are. I would assume it's like maybe it's just a tree he really likes. <laughs> I'm looking. Yeah, I'm right. Checking, I'm checking this Fuck. out here. Fucking hell! Oh my god! <laughs> you know, redwood is, uh, is a city outside of San Fran. Oh, there you go. I learned something. San Fred. Okay, wait. And San wait, San Francisco is in like oblivious Canadian oh boy here. Uh it's Cali, right? It's in California. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> the funniest part is like I'm the only one of us in the States right now, anyways, and I still don't really have a freaking clue about US. Watch geography. some NFL, bro. <laughs> <laughs> sports. Do the sports. Do the sports. Watch the sports. Yeah, so Heart of Gold, it's funny because, like, I low-key hated that song. And I think the reason why was because the only times I had ever heard it was over the radio at a freaking grocery store or, like, when my alarm clock would go off in the morning. You know, it's like the... 93.7 93.7 Wayne FM playing all kinds of shit from 30 years ago. And this was the song that would just, it would come on, <laughs> you know, and it's like, and I never got a good grasp or I, I like, I just never heard it clearly enough to hear actually how cool it is instrumentally. Like the guitar in it is really cool. And then the way the banjo comes in is really cool. Like the instrumentation in it, it's got some really sick riffs and it actually sounds quite nice and like i listened to the remastered version i don't know about you guys did you guys listen to the yeah yeah and i had like my nice little studio monitors on here so i got it the mix was just obviously really really great but like but yeah no but it actually was a really cool song and it kind of gave me a new appreciation for it to actually listen to it on a good set of headphones and like actually be able to hear everything that's going on instead of like you know like People searching for a heart gold. You know, it's just then it's just like this old guy yeah. who's like trying to find mm. I mean a, a maid apparently, like <laughs> you know, like that you listen to while you're like at the grocery store, but but no, I, but it, yeah, it totally gave me a new appreciation for the probably, track, uh, actually listening probably to Probably his on. best song. Like as far as successfully wise, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I put definitely up there. Uh, Harvest Moon, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know what that sounds like. Um, before I got bigger, uh, 
Oh my yeah, goodness. that's right. Cool, cool fact, actually. Heart of Gold, Rolling Stone ranks uh, ranks that track 297 out of uh, the 500 greatest songs of all time in 2004. So, 297th Dang. best song of all time. Um, oh, I'd take that. Right, that's Yeah, I'd take that, too. What's really cool, James Taylor plays the banjo. You mentioned the banjo on it, too. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, he does the backup vocals, but he, he, uh, he also plays the banjo on that track. And just like, I mean, we'll talk about it more and we've talked about it already, but just how good of a poet he is, you know, like. Oh, yeah, man. He's rhyming words like gold and gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, I need to know what the song like specifically about, like what his meaning is. I haven't really like ever thought about it that much, even though I've actually heard the song a thousand times, but. He says heart of gold, uh, you know, about 30,000 times in this song. So, not even an exaggeration. about it is, though, is that he's still like he's been a miner for a heart of gold. He tried to find it like deep, like, um, and it's something that he really wants, but then he's getting old and time keeps, keeps passing. But, and then he even crosses an ocean he's, he's traveled different places. He's, he's gone and, and he keeps getting older and older, except he still hasn't found it yet. But, so what are you guys saying? Like, is he talking about, I always interpret it as he's looking for a girl yeah. with a heart of gold. But, or is, yeah, is, is, yeah. I, 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 is it possible that I interpret it? He's trying to find a heart of gold for himself. That's what I was just gonna say. So, hey, like, Luke, oh, what do you he, why do you think that Luke? himself? Oh, yeah, like, like, yeah, because I mean, he's a bit of a scumbag, a apparently. These expressions, Joni Mitchell, how dare he. <laughs> How dare he? How um, dare this son of a bitch? You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but sorry, Lukey, what were you saying there? You were saying... Uh, you know, like, you know he's, he's, like, I've been in my mind It's such a fine line that keeps me searching for a heart of gold, and I'm getting old. I don't know. I, I feel like it can apply, and that's the thing about Neil Young's lyrics, too, like we already said, is it applies in multiple levels, right? Like, he has enough abstraction in his poetic form to to really let you identify with both feelings, like of looking for that in someone else and to be like, you know what, maybe he is looking inside and he keeps getting older. He keeps going around to all these places and he's hoping that he'll change or get better. But um, uh, he keeps searching regardless, you know? Yeah. Hang on. I'm just turned to a good old friend Wikipedia here. See if I can find. Oh, Willie Nelson. You keep researching, okay. and I'm growing old. Is a, is a lyric at the end of the song. Hmm. I mean, if he was, uh, I wonder how he crossed the ocean because uh, maybe it's probably in his <laughs> That'd be tough. Uh, uh, fossil fuel powered boat or airplane. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to that, find that the Wikipedia the article. Literally, there, it, it, the heart of gold can power any kind of vessel. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> now, Neil Young was Neil Young right. DiCaprio before Leonardo DiCaprio. Really? Okay. Here we go. So, yeah, like even the first line, like Lukey was kind of pointing to, like I get what you're saying about how at the end he says, You keep me searching. But what is you? You know what I mean? Is it a chick? Is it himself maybe he's talking to himself in the mirror you know because in the first verse he's like i want to live i want to give i've been a miner for a heart of gold it's the expressions that i never give that sounds pretty self-reflective it sounds kind of like it's like he's looking at himself and going like you know i want to be something better than this it's these expressions that i never give that keep me searching for a heart of gold and i'm getting old been a Hollywood, been a Redwood, my favorite tree. I've crossed the ocean for a heart of gold. I've been in my mind at such a fine line. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, like, you keep me searching. You keep me searching is like, 
It could be the people in his life too. Like he knows that he isn't good enough because of the relationships that have fallen through. Like I feel like that's really reflective of the album as a whole, especially when you look back on a man needs a maid, you know, like just like in that context, he's thinking about how his own battles that he's facing and that he's looking for self betterment. He notices that that relationship, dynamic that he's on one end of the picture that he has to change and get better in order for things to improve you know mm. yeah I like it I like it all in all probably my favorite meal. track I'm, I wrote that down hmm. yeah yeah it was, it was just a good song um, I thought Alabama I did was too cool. actually I did yeah. that one stood out to me um, as, as far as like ones I didn't know that one and and uh, that yeah well that 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 one and um, are you ready for the country actually uh, set up and yeah different it was yeah yeah that one was pretty cool. I, I, um, what I loved about Alabama, well, I probably some of my favorite guitar tones in that in that track. Um, yeah, with just the drive and the distortion. I uh, likes playing. He plays it on a Gibson Les Paul, which. No, I never really loved those guitars, but they it sounds really good in that track. <clears throat> yeah, which is cool too because like he was, uh, gave uh, you might have a little more information on this from the research you did, but he was he was ill and hurt and or like he threw he he was he could barely even walk like um, during the recording of most of the album, so he couldn't even play his electric guitar for a lot of the. <laughs> Yeah, stand up. He that's why it's so acoustic, and he was starting after, like, he was starting to move like more into into rock and that side. So we kind of delved back into, I mean, his country and folk inspirations there with the album because he was incapacitated. Not to mention the orchestra, I guess. He's just like, frick it, let's just get. the orchestra to play and I'll sing over top of it. But I, I, I saw like in with the song, I think, I feel like he wrote the song, a man needs a maid while he was in the hospital as well or something. So, you know what? This might have actually just been a desperate cry for help. He might've just literally needed <laughs> some assistance with his, uh, you know, with his situation. But anyways, yeah. one uh, of the cool things about <laughs> Alabama, just kind of topping up on that song was how, uh, like for the solos near like three quarters of the way through the track. The song is so heavy when it comes to that classic rock sound with the Les Paul and the drive and the distortion. But what he decides to do for his solo is he actually throws in the piano solo, which I thought Mm. was super unique and provide like, it's a totally different spin on a song. And I just was like, I don't think a lot of people would think of doing that. If you, if you listen back, it's like, grunge drive and then it's just like this nice piano solo but it still has the same tempo and feel mm. as the whole track yeah it's i thought it was really cool yeah that is really cool i i noticed that too when i was listening to it yeah i i, I it was funny too like especially because of the drive and the track it was like oh yeah like it, you really see like his versatility as an artist too right like and, and yeah. if, especially when you listen branch out and listen to his other music like um you just you you get different feels sometimes like you're listening to neil young and like oh he's a country it's like oh this is like folk singer songwriter it's like some songs like this one pull you back into the fact that like this guy's a rocker too you know like yeah 100 percent does it all apparently um so we've covered just about every one of the songs Except for song. we don't have to really talk about it that much more. Yeah, you don't like it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> very, very yeah. strong feelings. <laughs> Old man, Probably my favorite song. I'm a lot like you were. Yeah, that's, that's definitely favorite my one? favorite Neil Young song. All time. I mean, honestly, I'll say like I I haven't listened to like I haven't listened to a ton of Neil Young. I mean, we always grew up with the classics. Uh, that everybody knows, but other than yeah. that, I mean, yeah. <laughs> look at him. Like, have you seen this guy's face? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I was just looking up some images of him. Like, he, yeah. like some. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Some <laughs> images, it's like 
there's this one here. I wish we could pull it up on the screen, but it's uh, he basically looks like <laughs> like just the, give us a description here, Josh, <laughs> for, for our viewers. <laughs> the like, you know the nun in it. Um, like be like you know a possessed wo- like woman with a white like robe over top of him, like just chasing people around like a zombie. Like, that's kind of he's. He's not a good looking dude at all. Is <laughs> <laughs> well, Neil, if you're listening, uh, I mean, I always, ever... <laughs> I always have of him is his 1971 BBC Live concert, um, where he's like has the harmonica in front of him, like, and it's just him and the guitar and the harmonica, and like his long hair, and it's just like, oh man, it's it's just fire. It's like. Yeah, those tracks, those live tracks are almost nearly as good as the recorded version, in my opinion. Yeah, Yeah, man. Well, that was the other thing, like, when I was listening to it, they almost all sounded live, you know? Like, I felt like in a lot of the tracks, like, you can hear, like, you can almost hear them, like, walking around in the studio and stuff, you know? There's, like, a lot of background noise, and it just feels very much like you're kind of sitting in a living room, and they're all jamming out around you, you know Well, Thomas, it was 1972, yeah, <laughs> I mean, was it like studio stuff in the barn on his ranch or something? Like, I remember reading that somewhere, but I fact check that. But fact check, fact check. Um, just okay, old up. man. Yeah. Sorry, so the Bob. the other one. Okay, I was... Let's talk about some of the tracks that are trash here. I'll start. In my yeah. opinion, one of the ones I didn't like that much was. Harvest Moon. There's a world. <laughs> There's a world. That's funny, Gabe. I didn't like that one too much either. Yeah. What I please elaborate. What did you? What did you not like about it? I didn't make that many notes. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's just a little trash. No. <laughs> I felt like I like the orchestra. It adds a cool effect, but overall, just the the song, I uh, just wasn't the best in my opinion. Yeah, it was just kind of like, just kind of made me feel anxious, to be honest, you know? And it's like, I don't know, like, I guess people go to music looking for different things, and maybe anxiety is one of them. Like, hang on, I'm going to find the lyrics here. But I just remember feeling that. I remember feeling like the the orchestra was almost really overwhelming. It wasn't really pretty, you know? It was just kind of, there's... A world. Yeah, that's definitely the least. That was the bottom of the list for me too. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears> it's <throat> really kind of somber, and maybe that's what he's like. Like, even the lyrics, like maybe he's trying to go for something a little more discorded. Is like. Well, I'm sure he was. Like, that's what comes I mean, across. it seems like, a- and it's just like it is kind of like a, like a. A questioning and a in a in a mournful song, you know, as he, even lyrically, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like, look, it's so like, yeah, there's a world you're living in. No one else has your part. All God's children in the wind take it in and blow hard. Um. So. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look around it. Have you found it? Walking down the avenue, see what it brings. Could be good things in the air. No, I can't. I can't think about it in the like frame of mind of that's what she said. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's oh, like no. songs about a homeless guy um, for his next blowjob. I like. <laughs> No, 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 we will leave you all alone. (laughs) Like, no, never worry, never moan. Yeah, no, no, we will leave you all alone in the mountains, in the cities. You can see the dream. Look around you, has it found you? Is it what it seems? There's a world you're living in. It's just kind of a very songs like this were possible because that's what she said, wasn't (laughs) Around, who <laughs> wasn't around in the seventies? <laughs> Do we fact check that real quick? When when it was invented by that's what she said. Get in, invented, um, invented. That's it. Um, no, but like, yeah, it's just it does. It just seems like a very kind of like 
paranoidish song. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know, the sense I got from the guy, like the guy got stressed out and jumped out a window because he was beginning a long-term relationship, but his, you know, and he was, and everyone was talking too much in his living room. Like, so you got to think about this is this kind of guy and it's his reflection on the whole world, I guess. And it just, it does feel very kind of like anxiety inducing. It's like, you know, it's like all God's children in the wind. That's such a, that's such a, that line in particular, just kind of like in the wind makes me think of like blowing in the wind, like dust in the wind. Like it's almost like there's a weird juxtaposition there of like, god's children which gives it like the people some dignity but then blowing in the wind like it's chaff like it's almost like there's thousands of precious millions of precious things in this world just blowing in the wind kind of in and then that take it in and blow hard honestly don't really know what well, that means i've thought maybe it's like freaking i don't know a cigarette it's it's a little like, celebrity uh, fact about know. that too is like blowing in the wind is a song by bob dylan that i mean billions of people have covered it seems um uh, but <laughs> he commented on old man on this record and he was like if it sounds like me it should be me <laughs> <laughs> hey, bob dylan said that <laughs> that's funny um but anyways yeah i wasn't a big fan of that track um not that it's, I guess it kind of got its point across. I'm assuming it did anyways, which was like everything. Yeah. Just kind of like it, it, it did the, it did the, it did its job of like inducing anxiety about how crazy the world is, I suppose. And so if, if that's the way you like to spend your Sunday afternoon, you know, because he's like, there's the um, world the, is the track. It's not like this is the world or this is the way it is. It's like, I think it's also in a way like this is an experience a lot of people have and they have a lot of this. I mean, maybe I'm just trying to see it in the best light possible, but it's just like this experience of like, yeah, nothing is going to come to fruition. And just like the very macabre, very um, just like, yeah, just like mournful aspect of the song is like, well, this is this is an experience a lot of people have with life. Yeah, and the idea that it's like there's a world you're living in as opposed to this is the world, it's kind of like it implies that most people don't live in the world. You know, you live in your friend circles, you live in your, well, these days on your social media and stuff like that. But it's like he's kind of like, like, look, there's like a huge world that we're living in. There is a world, you know, and it goes beyond, you know, the everyday things that you're doing, having cigarettes in the living room or whatever. It's like, there's a world we're living you're in. Not, out the freaking... not every world. And then jumping out the window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. Wait, what? No, like, it, like <laughs> Wait, yeah, expand on that, Josh. <laughs> well, I mean, you can go ahead if you want, but like, yeah, yeah, like just like that. There, there is a world out there that's not your world. That someone's experiencing these things, you know. So, um, uh, like the homeless guy is walking around trying to find his phone job. <laughs> that's not you. <laughs> 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 no, but like, so there's like there's things that are happening that are <clears throat> completely foreign to you. It's kind of reminds me. I went I went on this trip not that long ago. Um, to uh, Memphis. Um, and, uh, yeah, just being there, like, it's, it's crazy to think about, but it's like, there's this life we have up here in Alberta, up in the North boys. Um, and, uh, (laughs) and, uh, and and it's just, it's, 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 it's this world we live in every day, this, or even like, you can expand on that and just be like your personal experiences. Like my world is going to the office and, and, and back to my house every day and, you know, this little grocery store that's two blocks away. Like, and I don't really go out of that that much right now. Um, but like, there's these people, like I was thinking about like it all the way out, like, you know, wherever they are in the world, like whether it be Memphis or wherever, they're just, you know, when you're there, there's just going about their day uh, right now. And I'm sitting here thinking like the only thing that matters is whether I you know, eat dinner tonight or, um, you know, ready. You can take it all in and yeah. Like it's just, it's just weird to think about that. There's just another, there's a whole other, like, uh, there's just, 
millions and billions of people living completely separate lives that, you know, they do something somewhere and it has absolutely zero impact on what you do. Like you just have no idea. Um, so, uh, it, it, I mean, that's a little bit of a tangent, a deeper thought than yeah. just the song, but like, yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> man of wisdom, Josh Marple, everyone. Uh, what I wanted yeah. to say though, too, about the album, um, like, and obviously I listen. Yeah. Like the, the one, one we all listen to, to right. Um, <laughs> the one yeah, we're doing the uh, podcast on our first podcast um, together. Uh, he kind of seems like an eccentric, like, like the guy seems extreme a little bit like Neil Young. And I feel like you have to be to write um, some of these songs. Like everything is so dramatic. And he also feel, and I also feel like a lot of the songs like he talks so much about like improving his life or being better slash finding love. Like he must've like had a deep need for like, Mm. uh, and like everyone does, everyone wants to be loved, but like deep, deep need for like self validation. It seems like. Yeah. I think you're right. Mm. I'm feeling that a lot throughout the album. Like, um, yeah. Like he's searching for a heart of gold, um, like the song about what, like it's like, where was the one lyric here? I found an old and uh, old man. Like he's searching for self validation, but he like also wants to be accepted for who he is. Yeah. If that makes sense at all, because um, like there's one, because one of the things is like he was like kind of the traditional sort of like. He didn't want to be a pop star or anything like that. Um, hippie guy. He actually, like, basically, when he was huge, he kind of, like, he got offered to play Woodstock back in the day. And they were going to give him, like, a boatload really? of cash. And he was going to kind of be, like, the main central focus. And, like, turned it down, basically. And was like, that's not part of the vibe of that festival. Like, me coming in there and being, like, Ooh. the hot shot, like, dude. Like yeah. it's a group effort, and so like I like that's just that's always been like his thing. I think for uh, as his personality goes, interesting. Hmm. Anyways, uh... well, yeah, there you go. That basically covers it. I kind of wanted. We're kind of reaching the end of our time here. Um, kind of wanted to get into. We could have got into out on the weekend a little more and. What was the other one? Uh, Harvest, the title track. <laughs> but like I said, we're kind of reaching the end of our time here, so maybe we should start wrapping it up. Um, Obviously, they're great. So now, I had nothing against it. Yeah, they're they're some of the best songs that he's ever made. So. Hmm. Yeah, and like I said, for myself personally, it was really nice, like actually taking the time to listen through it on like a nice little system and kind of like get a real Thanks. appreciation Thanks. for it rather than just hearing the song a thousand times over a crappy speaker at your grocery store, you know, like that's just how I, and all that comes out is his voice. And let's be honest. And he, he'd be honest about this too. It's like Bob Dylan and all these guys. He doesn't have a great voice. He doesn't have like a, the, the, the focus isn't the voice. The focus is the storytelling. Yeah. It's the poet, the poeticism yeah, of it. Voice it's is unique. You know, rhyming words like golden gold. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's unique, but it's like, you don't, I was just thinking while I was listening to it, I was like, I was thinking like in modern context, like if this guy posted a video of himself singing on Facebook, keep on searching for a heart, you know, like are people going to be like, OMG, this is amazing. And like upvoting it, you know, like in today's climate, it's generally like you need a, you need to either look really pretty or have a really beautiful voice. And then it doesn't really matter what you're singing about. You know what I mean? But this guy had neither of those things going for him. It was just kind of like a different time. You know what I mean? And so anyway, so like I said, and that's all that comes through when you're at the grocery store is his little kind of. I think it's the difference yeah. in eras of what is mainstream <laughs> now, but I definitely think that I like his voice isn't so like, it isn't bad. It like, it's not like horrible or anything. It's just not, it's just not amazing, you know? And like, so that's why it's like, very, and that's all you really hear today. Um, yeah. 
I mean, his era. You think so? The era. I, I'm like, going to say. Is considered mainstream. Like, as far as, like, you know, like, people listen to certain types of music now is, like, what's on the top, like, top radio. But, I mean, you would definitely, like, if you're anybody that listens to any types of, like, good folk music, Neil Young would be in there still today, for sure. Mm-hmm. He still has pretty impressive range. Like on even some of the tracks on this album, like he can hit some pretty That's high true, notes yeah. and with a, with a lot of power too. You know what? Not to mention, this was just probably just before the dawn of like auto tune and stuff. Like I can't remember when they first started experimenting with like pitch correction and stuff. I think it was actually earlier than you'd think, but but I guess you take that into consideration as well. Like these are just raw vocals, right? And if artists these days. Oh, yeah. We're doing that as well, you know. They'd all sound a lot more human, like him. But anyways, okay, there you go. We should probably call it that. that call it at that. Are we going um, to provide our reviews of these al- of this album? That's right. Okay, yeah. So, Gabe, what do you got for us? What's what's well, the rating? You know, Harvest Neil one Young. Of my favorite albums. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with a seven point two out of ten. Nice. That's a good score. Dang. That's your favorite albums. That's a, you, you're giving us well, a I mean, one like of your favorite one of albums. Favorite favorite albums. <laughs> a disclaimer here. Just quick yeah. disclaimer. I mean, this is purely opinion based. Like when we're reading these, um, it's uh, not. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the most important musical person in the entire world. This review. Matters. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty objective. Seven point two yeah. is pretty objective get, get for you, so, I guess, if you think it's one of your favorites. But um... I, it's just. I mean, so uh, what mine... you... <laughs> I didn't. I did. I listen to the album. No, have I listened to the album in my life? Yes. <laughs> um. Uh. You know what? <clears throat> Not honestly, I'm not the biggest Neil Young fan. Uh, there's obviously some cool history with him, and I mean, as far as his his history with a bunch of other artists, especially Crosby, Stills, and Nash. But uh, I mean, I'd give it on my personal uh, level. I'd, I'd it's not an album I'd listen to a ton, except for a couple songs on it. So I'd probably give it a five point six. Mm, Lukey. Oh, Lukey, wait, your microphone's Luke's off, just bro. just been off this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been trying oh, to talk. Oh, no, boy. <laughs> wait. He's back. Okay, yeah, no, sorry what? about you're that. You're back, yeah. But, uh, really uh, yeah, I was uh, wondering why you were hearing me. No. <laughs> Were um, you uh, talking? Like no, I, I wasn't really. It wasn't really. Um, I maybe mentioned a couple things, but it was probably just mumbles, so it's good it wasn't in anyway. But yeah, um, I, I a big thing for me is definitely the lyrical quality, and just like I find that, that a lot of people, especially in modern music, drift away from just there's there's not a lot of true poets left, and and I find that he's definitely one of that caliber. I mean, as you can just mm. tell by by the lyrics on this record. And uh, um, so I kind of have like two ratings. I like to divvy it up into like the lyrical quality and as the music, as far as like a poetry aspect concerned, like for this album, I, I feel it's like an 8.5. But then as a whole, like with the music together, um, uh, besides the tracks that really stand out and I feel have a holistic vibe, I feel like he just kind of, there was a little too much diversity in what was going on and, I mean, it's his fourth album, and maybe it was the recordings at the time. But anyway, yeah, just personally, I'd probably give it like a 6.3 as a whole, like, music. Yeah. Music experience. Tom? Yeah, uh, I give it a 2 out of 10. <laughs> no, just kidding. I mean, I don't know, like, I, I'm, you know, it's like, it's something that I can appreciate if, like, Personally speaking, I'm probably not gonna listen to many of these. Maybe I will. I don't know. Um, let me think. Lyrically, lots of emotion, kind of poetic, pretty Dick and Jane rhyme schemes, which I'm not a big fan of. You know, I like more slant rhymes and stuff. Like, 
you know, it's almost a little too straightforward the way he's like, the way he just like, I don't know, like, you know, <laughs> like I kept joking about old and gold, but like, that's just kind of what he does. You know what I mean? He just kind of like, well, it, it just sometimes it feels like, oh, well, this rhymes. So I'll just toss that in there. But anyways, I'm a little critical about that. Um, so I'm going to give like his lyrics. A, I don't know. Say like a two out of five and then oh, for like 10, the it's out of 10 out of 10 uh well that's what four out of 10 four point four point two zero out of 10 um <laughs> uh, yeah 420 out of 10 and then uh i mean i don't know like i said it's just it's just pretty straightforward you know it's like if that's your personal preference like there's tons yeah. Well, yeah, it, 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 it is, on, you know, like, like, we're, like, we're basically ranking it based on what we like it, how much we like it, not. Yeah, totally. So, the, yeah, the, it's it's the Thomas scoreboard, you know, we're just giving it all like little subjective scoreboards here. And then for like, as far as like groove and stuff goes, because that's kind of like my second criteria. It's like, can you jam to it? Can you groove to it? Does it got cool riffs? I don't know. Two of the songs had pretty cool riffs. The orchestra stuff was kind of nice. Nothing really was stuck in my head after listening to them, though, which is kind of like, you know, another big thing for me. It's like, is the song instantly like, are you humming it along after you listen to it? And that really didn't happen with any of these except the ones I've heard half a bazillion times. And so it's like, I mean, Alabama was kind of had a cool riff. Old Man did have some pretty cool sounds, but like as a whole for a groove factor, I'd probably give it like a, same, like a, I don't know, four point. But I don't know, maybe like a five. Five out of ten. Yeah, five out sure. of ten for groove factor, you know? But like, right. yeah. So there you go. And then like, I don't know, maybe as a third one for like emotion, oh, I'd give that holy, like a... Holy. Like How many effect, ratings are you like giving a, emotional, <laughs> I'm giving it three. <laughs> I'm giving it three and I'm going to give it a 20. 7.1. For emotional, uh, emotional impact. So there you go. There's the Tom, the official Thomas rating. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. All right, so we need a new album, boys. We didn't really talk this through. Josh gets the album. Yeah, I didn't listen to this week's album. <laughs> yeah, wait. I feel like Dude. you should get punished. Like, Josh, go I back. To listen to this album. The next week, you can choose the album. You know. <laughs> That's right, bro. Don't say it. <laughs> well, Harvest actually, Moon. I listened to it just the other day. Yeah, yeah I listened to it just the other day. No, um, yeah, yeah. Just one second. I have to actually look up exactly what the name of the album is. Um, uh oh, <laughs> Harvest <laughs> Moon. <laughs> Okay, okay, yeah. This is the album we should listen to. It's not particularly um it's an album later and I don't know what you guys kind of think about this, but um uh well actually it isn't later because his career wasn't very long at all. Um uh but uh Yeah. Uh we this should do a Harry Chapin album. Um if you guys <laughs> haven't listened to enough Harry Chapin, you're really missing out. Luke Luke, you really know, but we should do his greatest stories live album. Yeah, greatest stories live. That sounds like a lot of tracks. Is this one of those albums 14, that has like ninety-eight tracks, tracks on it, or? Uh... Um, <laughs> but it basically <laughs> no, it's uh, it's definitely like some of them are long. Um, but uh, yeah, it goes through um. Basically, his kind of uh, his whole uh, <clears throat> his whole his whole like I don't know probably five six years that he really was really making tunes, um, uh, but uh, like it's not just it's not it doesn't have it's not an album with progression, but it's uh, there's a lot a lot of stuff to unpack a lot of uh, a lot of uh, stories in these uh, in these songs that are like super interesting to talk about so. That that'd be a sweet album, I think. Cool, cool. All right, all right. Well, it's decided then. All right, so 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to follow us along in our uh, conversations here, look up on your Spotify or whatever streaming platform you use, Harry Chapin, Greatest Story Live, Greatest Stories Live. Give it a listen, and uh, then you can join us in on the conversation here. It really helps when you uh, listen to the album <laughs> that we're going to be going over. kind of helps to, uh, <laughs> you know, just kind of plug into the experience. Well, just, and, uh, really? You know, just really get the full... You know, full, really, full just feeling of what this podcast album. is really about. Uh, <laughs> you know, as long as you're yeah. album, uh, you're, you're you know, anything dumb. with great or stories or, or live in it, you know, it <laughs> that's right. Toss a moon in there, and yeah, all right. But anyway, that's what she said. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Now it's time to go. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the North Boys. Follow Thank you very much for Insta, joining us. And, we'll and uh, send us an email if you have any questions. <laughs> As you can tell, this is our first <laughs> podcast. My God. <laughs>